Welcome to Set for Life with Pastor Ray Jensen. You can find us at setforliferadio.com. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. So let's listen from God's Word, verse by verse, on how we can prepare for the coming of the Lord and Messiah Jesus, who died on the cross, so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life if you give your heart and believe what He's done for you. You'll be set for life with the treasure stored up in heaven when you're through. You'll be set for And I said to the people that were there, I said, I hate church and I'm never coming back again as long as I live. And now I'm a pastor standing in the very building I left. But since I came back, they had gutted the inside and they tore everything out and they renovated the whole thing and it's all new. As a matter of fact, it's brand new. They did it just this year, I think. Well, while I was out there, God got a hold of me. He gutted me out and he made me inside completely and totally new too. I look the same on the outside, but I'm new in the middle. So this building is pretty much a, a full circle picture of me. Don't mess with God. He knows what he's doing. He's God and we're not. Don't mess with God. He knows what he's doing. He's God and we're not. But I'm trying to give you the picture here that of all the sinners in this room, I consider myself the biggest one. I know what I did. And we have done stupid things. And we have caused so much damage. But I'm a forgiven sinner. I'm forgiven. Because I have a Savior in Jesus Christ, I got under the blood of the Passover lamb. So I know when God's judgment against all sin comes, it's going to go right over my head. Pass over. 1 Corinthians 5 and 7. For Christ... Our Passover was sacrificed for us. Isn't that absolutely wonderful? Jesus is the Passover lamb, and I'm forgiven. I got under the blood of Jesus Christ, but it comes with marking yourself. A lot of people don't want to follow this hardcore Christianity thing because they don't want to be marked. Hey, I hope you understand the importance of being marked now. That judgment's coming, and it's worse than any and all persecution that any man can ever do to you. Friends, I don't have time or I don't have to spend time trying to convince you that you've sinned. You know you have. As a matter of fact, when I go out to preach to people outside of the walls of the church, it's hard to convince people that they're sinners. If I try to tell somebody in a prison, it don't take no time to tell them how bad they are. They know they're bad. So I don't have to convince you because you know, but I do have to convince you. And what I am going to try to tell you is that you do need a savior. You absolutely need one. Most people think that admission into heaven is automatic. It's not. It requires your obedience. Many people, most people, are going to suffer the destructive wrath of God thinking that they've been headed to heaven the whole time when they're actually not. And that's what's sad to me. They all know they're all going to be able to hear, but they chose not to. No, not for me. This church thing isn't my deal. Not my ball of wax. To be saved, you have to make the conscious, willful decision to accept Jesus Christ for who he says he is, not the one you made up, not the one the world's telling you. If you don't read your Bible, if you don't study, if you don't pursue him, you have no clue who Jesus is and you really need to read fast. 
You have no guarantee you'll be here tomorrow. I had a good friend just die this week. You need to know that you're going to have to know that you're going to have to submit. And when you do submit yourself to him, then the blood of Jesus Christ, the Passover lamb, will be placed on the doorpost of your inner man, of your heart. You'll be covered in that blood and you will be marked. And it will come with persecution. But when God's wrath comes through to execute judgment, to condemn the wicked, he will see that blood and he will have his judgment pass over you. And that's what saves you. Praise God that he even offered it at all. He could have said, you blew it, get out. But thank God he looked at us that way. He'll see the blood, his judgment will pass over you, sparing you from destruction and you will live and you will be saved. God, I don't deserve it. He says, I know. So why did you give it to me? He said, because I love you. Can we just get that simple point? Some people don't realize God just loves them. But friends, you can't be saved by being good enough. I could ask all of us to jump up and try to hit the top of this building, and none of us would do it. Some of us are taller than others. Some of us will get higher, but not a one of us is going to touch that top because we just can't do it. You cannot reach salvation on your own. You can't buy your way out. You can't church your way out. You can't escape God's judgment by doing rituals or ceremonies or singing songs or dancing around. You can only be saved one way. 1 Peter 1.18, you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver or gold from your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He was perfect. He didn't sin a one time. He was tempted a lot, but he never gave in. He never sinned, and he was perfect. He could be that Passover lamb. Jesus is our Passover lamb. If Jesus means anything to you, then Passover should mean something to you too. Jesus means everything to me. Passover means everything to me. That's why I'm excited today, because this is about my Messiah today. And so the blood of Jesus is the only one way that God has offered you, but be thankful he gave you a way. Some people don't like, well, one way. There can't be just one way. And they get mad about this one way thing. Oh, that sounds so narrow-minded. Yes, it is. That's why they call it the narrow way. But why are you mad that you were given a way? Be glad that you were given a way. What if you were given no way? Well, you'd be mad then. And we're the ones that blew it, not him. He gave us a way. He's the one way. But why blood? Why blood? Sounds barbaric. Do we have a bloodthirsty God? What's the problem? Blood represents life. Even the blood donation places, they say, give the gift of life, give blood. Blood is life. And sin causes death. To wash away death, you have to pour life over it. That's why blood, because it is life. This is why Jesus had to die on the cross, to wash our sins away by his blood. God did not say, hey, just call me God and you'll be okay. That's not how it works. He sent Jesus to die. Harsh as it sounds, Jesus had to become the sacrifice lamb for us because there was no one else that could do it that was perfect and sinless enough to do it. It took that blood life to wash away that sin. And this is why I wanted to cover Passover with you because your eternal destiny hangs in this. If you don't understand this, you might be in more trouble than you thought you were. And I'm here to clear all that up right now today. You must get under the blood of Christ so that the judgment of God 
the judgment, the wrath that God has against your sin, and it is justified wrath. Godly wrath is something you don't want to see. The final expression of God's wrath is in a place called hell, and devil did not make that. God made that, so you know it's going to be pretty rough. But he doesn't want you to go there. You want his, his judgment to pass over, pass over you. Well, Ray, I've already done this. I, I already gave my life to Jesus, and I'm all good. Yeah, I hear people say that all the time. I hear people tell me all the time, I gave my life to Jesus when I was 16 years old. I gave my life to Jesus when I was this and that, and I was here, and I went to this camp, and I was standing next to Pastor so-and-so. And they always tell me that. You always hear a lot of people say that. And I mean a lot of people tell me they're saved. They claim they're saved. They say they're under the blood of Jesus, but no change has ever happened in their life. That's where I just don't buy it. No change at all. You know, this morning was rough. Um, I, you know, it was raining a little bit. I was trying to get ready. Uh, I stepped out to load up the car, and there was an 18-wheeler coming down the street, and it was, he hit a wet spot, and he slid, and he was pulling uh, gasoline, and he slipped, and he, he ran over me. And the truck turned over, and it ignited, and the whole thing blew up. But I walked out of the flames, and, you know, I guess I look pretty good for, for, for are you buying this? Why not? Because I wouldn't look like this. Friends, if people that say they're saved really gave their life to Jesus, they wouldn't look the way they do. It's baloney. I don't buy it. People like this are deceived because they ha- there's a problem that doesn't add up. Why are they claiming themselves to be saved in Jesus when they're living like the devil? They want salvation. I don't doubt that. They want the blessing of salvation. But what they don't want is they do not want to submit to this Lord. They do not want to do what he tells them to do. They want to do what I want to do. And that's the problem. They assume they have salvation when they don't. You cannot be in willful sin and under the blood of Jesus at the same time. I will tell that again. And you can quote me on it and you can send it to everybody you want. And I'll I'll tell them. You cannot be in willful sin. What the word of God says is willful sin and be saved under the blood of Jesus at the same time. You could not come to this church today unless you left your house. Everybody in this room, you left your house today or you wouldn't be here. You can't be under the blood of Jesus unless you leave your sin. It doesn't work. You cannot be in both. To get here, you first had to leave there. What am I trying to say? I want us to recall what we read today, how the Jews were ordered to eat the Passover lamb quickly. They were to be prepared. They were supposed to be ready to get out of there. To leave fast. Look again with me real quick at Exodus 12, 11. He says, thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, with your sandals on your feet, your staff in your hand. You shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. Eat fast and get ready to run. Eat and take this lamb, submit to it, get the blood on and get ready to go. Did you catch that? Get ready to leave. While Egypt would be in absolute chaos... From the death of all the firstborn, the Lord was striking everybody through the land. This would give the Israelites their escape window, their chance to leave, to get out. Book it. Get out of here. Mark your doors with blood. Eat the Passover and do it while you're ready to haul tail and go. Run. So what does this mean for us? There are some people who think they're saved. They claim they're under the blood of Jesus, but they refuse to leave their Egypt. They won't leave. What do you think is going to happen to all the people that decided to just stay there? They're going to be in trouble. 
We have to understand that Egypt was the Israelites' place of slavery. Egypt was Israel's bondage. Are you tired of your bondage? Then get under the blood of Jesus and get out of there. Go here, leave there. Guys, I told you earlier, I lost 50 pounds in the last three months. I had to stop doing this and start doing that or nothing's gonna change. How many of you look at me and have told me today, I don't look the same I did? Something changed, Ray, I see it. So a lot of people say I'm a Christian, but you can't see it, and I don't buy it. Egypt was their bondage, and the Lord told them, this blood is your Passover protection, but when you take this sacrifice, you better be ready to leave. Get out, go away. And to be saved, they had to already be prepared and ready to go. Friend, if you want to truly be saved by Jesus, then you have got to get past the lie that says you can get saved under the blood of Christ while remaining in your place of bondage. This is not biblical. It is a false gospel preached by liars. There is no such thing as a non-repentant salvation. If you want to be saved from God's judgment, then friend, you must repent of and leave and get out of whatever God's word says is sin. He cleans it up for you, but you've got to be prepared when you take that blood. Luke 14, 33, whoever of you does not forsake all that he has can not be my disciple. Well, I want to be his disciple, but I, I, I just can't leave this, Ray. Surely I can keep that. No, you can't. Realize God can give you better than what you're trying to hang on to. I'm not going to leave this. You got to leave. I'm telling you about Passover because it gives such a clear picture of how you can be saved God's way. I care enough about you to tell you the truth. Let me say this. If you've been believing a false gospel that you now know how to be saved for real, if it's sinking in, praise God. And it ain't my ability to convince you of it. God's working on you right now. You can trust that what I just taught you is reliable because it's not my opinion. I showed you it in God's word, every bit of it. I can't believe God would do such a thing. I showed you. He says, I create this trouble. I do this. I, the Lord, do these things. Don't cling to your sins. What I showed you is written. Don't hang to your bondage. Don't say, no, I'm going to stay in Egypt. It don't make sense to stay in Egypt because you're a slave in Egypt. Sin presents itself as the best way for you to have fun, but it's the party. But it was no fun at all for Egypt when God took his wrath out on the firstborn, was it? That was not fun. That's what it comes down to. Friend, you might be living it up today. You might be having fun now, but it's not going to be fun at all when God's judgment comes and sends the wicked unrepentant to to condemnation for all eternity. That is not going to be fun at all. The real party is going to be in heaven. You need to get under the blood of Christ. God offers for his judgment to pass over you, but you're the only one that can make yourself to be the one to receive it. I can't make you do anything. The only person in this room that can make you do anything is you. But I pray you heard what I said. I want you to know that salvation is easy to get. It's very simple. The hard part was taken care of on Jesus. He did all that as our Passover lamb. He was the one that did the sacrifice so that you don't have to be. Mark 15, 37, and Jesus cried out with a loud voice and breathed his last. And that was it. Now, when I was growing up, that's where the whole story stopped for me. Sounded good. People always said, Jesus died and paid for your sins. Okay, great. Didn't mean much. The part they never told me was this, what happened after Matthew 28 and five, but the angel answered and said to the woman, to the women, do not be afraid for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here for he is risen. Okay, guys, they killed him, but he didn't stay dead. 
he got back up again. This was the element I had been missing. Jesus died, but he came back from the grave. So I thought, okay, sounds good for Jesus, but how does this affect me? Here's how it affects us. 1 Corinthians 6.14, and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Bam, there it is. Because he could raise him, he could raise you. That's the victory. That's the exciting part that gets me pumping. This is the victory that I couldn't see before because if God raised Jesus to life, he can raise you too. Romans 6, 9, knowing that Christ having been raised from the dead dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him for the death that he died. He died to sin once for all, but the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, here's what comes to you. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Friends, this is Passover. This is the victory. This is your salvation. This is what should get you excited. God included us in his plan of redemption to buy you back out of slavery, to get you out of the mess you got yourself into. And since God raised Jesus, he will raise you too. As it says, reckon yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Being dead to sin means you can't stay in sin. But also being dead to sin means it can't own you anymore. It can't make you a slave. So I got to ask a question. Have you been living in willful sin? I want you to answer that in your mind, yes or no, right now. But we're all a mess, guys. Are you living in willful sin? Do you have the attitude, I want it, I enjoy it, I'm going to keep it? I want my sin because that's what I do. And if I was to walk away from it, what's supposed to happen to my party life? What's social life? What are my friends going to think? Hey, what is God going to think? That's what I want you to think of. I want you to know that God is going to execute judgment on that sin. And if you're going to be under it when he does it, you will be destroyed by it. You are going to lose spiritual death. Anything you hang on to that's of sin, it's going to be taken away. Can you imagine if someone said, well, Lord, I'll get under the blood, but I'm not going to leave Egypt. I'll get under the blood, but I'm going to stay where I am. Can you see how dumb that sounds when we know the context of the story? You need to get saved for real. And if your life has not changed, if it has not dramatically changed somewhere, friend, you got to consider the fact you ain't saved at all. I'm being real with you as I can, because you don't know when the Lord's coming back and when it's going to get real, real quick. However, if you just realize that you have been living under a false gospel, a lie that you can take the blood of Jesus and do whatever you want to, and you abuse the blood of Jesus as a sin license, friend, you need to know today that you need to get under the blood of the lamb, the Passover lamb, so that when God's judgment comes, you will be out of here. You'll be gone. I'll be saved for eternity and it can't ever touch me again. That's what I'm trying to get through to you today. Romans 1.16, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first, and also for the Gentile. That's why a Gentile like me can have this Passover, because it ain't just for them, it's for me too. Maybe you heard me today, maybe you didn't, I don't know. But choose this day who you'll serve. Me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord, Messiah Jesus, the Passover lamb. He is risen. And right now is your time to respond. I'm going to give you a chance to to react to this. If you're thinking, man, I didn't know all this stuff. This kind of freaks me out a little bit, but I like the part of getting under the Passover lamb, getting under the blood. Then I, and if you're thinking, I don't want God's judgment to hit me. I want it to pass over me. 
I want to be lifted up like Jesus was. If that's what you're thinking, man, this sounds like a good deal, then here's your opportunity right now. Father, forgive us. We have all sinned. Lord, we blew it. We sinned bad. I sinned. Lord, I sinned terrible bad. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I did you wrong. And I rejected you. I put my fist in your face. Hostility. But Lord, you offered to cover every bit of it with the blood of Jesus so that your wrath will pass over us. Lord, for anybody here today or anybody who will hear me on the radio, they're realizing I can be saved. Thank you, God, for giving me a way out. I take it. Lord, draw your people to give their lives to you, to submit and turn their life over. I thank you for it in Jesus' name, amen. You are about to partake of a Passover. It is called communion. And we need to recognize that this Passover of Exodus 12, it pointed forward well over a thousand years towards Jesus dying on the cross. And so I hope you can see now how this pertains to your eternal destiny, your salvation. And communion should be taken with a stance of repentance, with a stance of, Lord, forgive me. Every one of you who picks that cracker up and takes that juice, you need to be thinking of the things that God is communicating to you inwardly right now. I don't have the ability to do that. I don't know what you're doing. But whatever he tells you, you need to stop. Whatever he tells you, you need to start. You need to listen to him. You need to be ready to move. You need to be ready to go. Be ready to book it. Be ready to haul. I'm thankful I've been given that way. Most people are going to tell you it can't be just one way. You be thankful that you were given a way. So as we prepare to have this Passover, another thing that happened to Jesus when he went around to Jerusalem is that it came to a point where they were going to arrest him and they were going to haul him away to kill him, not realizing they were making him to be our Passover lamb. Okay, and that brings us to Luke 22. It says, when the hour had come, he sat down and the 12 apostles with him. Then he said to them with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover. You see that guys? This Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. Guys, we've got to consider it takes blood to institute covenants, because something's got to pay for it, and life has to cover the sin. And he said, With fervent desire... I want to do this. Guys, you should think of this as fervent desire. The things of Jesus, fervent desire. And we get to do it. Let's remember the covenant, the new covenant. We blew the old ones. The new covenant, he came yet again to save us. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I can't thank you enough. Jesus, you came and took care of it all so that I don't have to have it on me. The transference of my sin from me to you. Father, I gave my life to you. I I got under your blood. I pray for anybody who's thinking about it, that they take it real serious, that this is such a good deal. This is your grace, your love. Let's all repent and walk together, the body of Christ. Thank you for coming to die for us so that we can be saved, so that death could never have any dominion over me ever again. I couldn't sleep at night if I didn't know this. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you know more about Passover than you did? I hope so. Are you excited about it? I am. 
you for listening to Set for Life. We hope you can join us next time, unless Jesus returns for us first. Set for Life is the radio ministry of Pastor Ray Jensen. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast at setforliferadio.com. Hi, this is Ray Jensen. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to encourage you in God's Word. If the Bible doesn't excite you, then you're not reading it. I want you to remember that you are not worthless. You are priceless. Messiah Jesus died on the cross to redeem you so that you can be set for life. You'll be set for life.